This is the ADD Confessionals. Leave a message after the beep. Beep. Yo, Amanda, what's up? What's up, girlfriend? <laughs> hey. Just, I don't know uh, how to not just start recording by saying hello. I think we need to start having like um, more previews at the front, at the beginning, like sponsors. Yeah. I like know. this we'll episode is sponsored by... We only have the ones in the middle, so we have to get we only have those middle sponsors. We have we need some ones at the end. Maybe we can get some kind of hospital to sponsor us. Oh yeah, definitely. We have a lot of great uh, medical content. I'm realizing that the one thing I should say is maybe it's too late now, but my opinions are my own and have no affiliation with anything, anything at all, and it's this is not meant to be medical advice. No, nobody thought it was. Nobody is taking you as an expert. That's good. I just I don't think I was taking you as an expert, but I think because I have admitted what my profession is, it's just important to clarify that. That is a good call because people are going to change their habits, change their whole life based off what you recommended. And little I mean, you're know. saying it sarcastically, but I'm serious. It it may not happen <laughs> because of me, but it does happen a lot where people believe believe certain influencers a lot and so like maybe there's somebody who thinks that the things that i say about a certain vitamin or a diet is more valid just because i'm trained in a certain field i truly am literally confused by doctors because every it feels like every doctor i talk to has a different opinion about lymph lymph nodes (laughs) like everyone thinks differently it depends on the type. I think the problem is, is like, there's so much information out there. The problem is, yeah, it just depends. Maybe it's on a new school, old school doctor. Maybe. Why? Well, because I talked to you about my lymph nodes and you had one thing to say. And then the doctor that I went to had a different thing, but she's older. So maybe she's just like new old school. What did she say? Amanda, I'm not going to talk about it on this. Like it's, TMI. She just said the lymph nodes were possible before your period. Oh, right. Yeah. No. I thought she's I thought of something else. No, I don't think so. I think she's wrong. See, like who do I trust? Which doctor do I trust? Obviously, I'm going to trust you, but like now I have to tell her like you're wrong. I told her yeah. in the meeting I said you're wrong. Yeah. This is wrong information that you're giving me. It's, I mean, it's not, I think it's probably, I think also the context matters. Like you probably said, I think this is what's going on. And like, because they can't say no, they're like, it's freaky when you're talking to a patient and you're worried that whatever you're saying has a lot of weight. And so if you say no, definitely not, that is a whole thing, right? So she's probably like, yeah, maybe, you know, as long as she was like, oh yes, that is a clear association between enlarged lymph nodes and getting your period. You know what I mean? She was probably just like, yeah, maybe, you know, whatever. No, she said, maybe that just happens every time and you just never found, you never realized it until now. There's no way you wouldn't notice if you had lymph nodes every time you had your period. That's what I said. I was like, that seems odd. I'm not one. There are other things you can think about. Like there's something called endometriosis, which a lot of women deal with. It causes like incredibly painful periods. No, with like other things. And, but then they might have like, it's basically period blood the theory is that it's period blood that's like moving backwards instead of forwards and so it starts to deposit in different parts of the tissue there's even been cases of it depositing like in the heart because it travels like up the abdominal wall and so that maybe would be like oh that's a lymph node or something but no i don't think so no i think she was wrong too i believe so yes it's fine you're right I think that sometimes it depends on the, this is not true all the time, but my experience has been that um, community practice, which is like a a practice that's not associated with an office. They have, they have the more experience of like, even if it's not in the data or it's not published, maybe they do know about it, you know, versus us. It's more like, it's a little more like, is there a paper about this? And if not, like maybe it doesn't exist. Cause I just don't have that, 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 that experience. I haven't seen, you know, 50 years worth of patients on their periods and like gathered this like anecdotal thing and no one's going to write a paper about that because it has like no clinical significance so I only know what's like most relevant 
in like the the literature and maybe not like random stuff like that you know like there's random things i've learned from like the old school doctors like the older doctors that are like oh yeah um their saliva has a certain consistency when they're when they've eaten a lot of cheese and so you know that they eat a lot of cheese and i'm like okay sure you know it almost feels like voodoo weird stuff but like it's just observations they've made over their careers so maybe yeah that's the thing like that i don't have obviously because i'm three months in two months in but definitely nothing that i've ever read about well uh, maybe i'll start working on that literature for you yeah thank you get it published be your me. first test of, test subject yeah or even if it's a period that's the last thing i want to assume i want to make sure it's it's not other things and then say, okay, fine. It's your period. Whatever. Well, she checked some other things. I'm still waiting for one sample, but she did check some other things and other things came back negative. Oh, great. Did she do an ultrasound? No, I didn't go. (laughs) (laughs) But she did get it. She ordered it, but I didn't go. That's fair. I also haven't taken the antibiotics. Yeah. I think I'm fine. Yeah. That's the thing that happens too. It's like sometimes we worry and then like it goes away and we're like, okay, whatever. Well, when you're a hypochondriac, like that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Would you describe yourself as a hypochondriac? Would you say I'm not? <laughs> Would you truly say, yeah, she's not. She's solid. <laughs> you're a solid hypochondriac. Exactly. Me too. But you're doing well. Yeah, I'm thriving. It's almost better to be a hypochondriac than not, though. Yeah, like, I I like the fact that I'm, like, so in tune with my body. I know everything that's going on at one, at all times. Because at one point, I was not like this. At one point, I genuinely, like, let something slip that I was like, oh, wow, how did I let that go so long? Yeah. Yeah. Where now I'm, like, the first sight, like, the first sense of something different. I'm like, well, what is that? You know. You know yeah. what's going on. Yeah, that's better, though. It's better to be safe than the people who kind of like don't have a good sense of that or pay too much attention to it. And then it's like too late when you catch things and it's like, oh, sh-. it's like stage four. Yeah. It's like, OK, this sucks. <laughs> but, but anyways, anyways. <laughs> enough about the lymph nodes. Um, so last episode was found with Alexa, right? I thought it was kind of boring. <laughs> you thought it was bad yeah i was like i hope we never do this again well you couldn't hear half of it so sorry that you guys couldn't hear any of it i know i'm just kidding it was a blast um but yeah we definitely need to work we need another mic yeah we do for those in-person ones like we'd need to have some kind of support for our guests yes we do we were bad and just let them jump in i know i was like shoving the mic in her face and she was like, okay, please stop, you know, without realizing why we need to talk like this. Because I'm talking with the mic up to my mouth right now. Me too. So, but yeah, it was really fun. It was fun getting to hang out together and like record together. And yeah, I think it was a really interesting conversation. That always, that's always what comes out of it when we sit down together, whether we're recording or not. Like, we could just go on forever. Just some classic great combos. Yes. Good stories. What? Now I'm going to find my iPhone notification every 20 minutes. And I just sent my friend who's I was showing you the location, my location. So now I don't know what's going on with my phone. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, that was good. (laughs) We're going to give you guys a play-by-play on that. (laughs) Um, So can I, can we start to where we were talking again or no? Yeah. Oh, first things first. So what do you think about running off that hill? Oh my god, I hate that song. Why? Why do you hate the song? Don't you like the story behind it? I don't know what the story is. She released a song in 85, Kate Bush, right? And I mean, the song was like her masterpiece, but I don't think that I think it made it to like number 30 on the top 100 list in back in 85. That was like as high as it went. And then that was kind of it. And then, yeah. I mean, fast forward. TikTok. What? It's infested TikTok. Yeah. And now it's like number se- number, like it's been like on the top 10 for like weeks. But like, it's just so cool. It's she literally like 
this she's still alive she's 63 years old but it's like she created this song she wrote this song and released it and it was like it did well it was always like kind of popular but it never was this popular and it's like now it's like her dreams have come true and she's like this like sensation although they used it for like a 2012 olympics video like it was a remix and it was on another show too but it didn't do that well but like the person the music supervisor that picked this song for the for um stranger things she she was around when the song came out so she literally like knew the song. Like she was trying to find the perfect song for that scene. Like I don't know. I don't watch Stranger Things, but I do you? I do, but I haven't. I haven't finished this this season yet. And she came up with this. But like basically, it's about two a couple who makes an agreement with God, who's like trying to make an agreement with God to switch lives so they can understand each other's perspectives. Oh, and then why do they run up the hill to get to God? Yeah, you're running up that hill to get to God. So they never get to make the exchange. I mean, I don't know. I had to read the lyrics. I don't think so. They definitely didn't elaborate. But I'll say I'm very happy for her. That is a, an inspiring story, and I think that's the power of like the media that we have now, and the way that we can keep like track of all these things is that there's not just her song. There's a lot of songs that like were maybe popular um, a long time ago, but didn't catch that that like that wave viral level that they have now because of social media but just on the surface level like without knowing that context that song is so fucking annoying are you serious i can listen to that song nine times in a row i feel like it's like is she french all of a sudden there like what you don't want to hurt me but you see how deep the bullet lies unaware i'm tearing you okay you and me it's you and me and if only i could make a deal with god i'd get him to swap our places be running up that road be running up that hill be running up that building and say if i only could oh yeah 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 so i guess she never like finally makes it like makes a deal but they're planning on it that's what she wants to do if i could if she could she would which is very empathetic of her truly i'm just like wow what an empath no i think that she's if she's saying she's saying if she could she would because she wants him to understand her yeah but she also wants to understand him yeah she's a truly selfless person (laughs) (laughs) i'm not arguing any of that i'm just arguing that the song is a little annoying and i think it's more annoying in the context of like it's so viral and people use it to like it reminds well, me of like, when we were when we were younger and everybody was on Tumblr and like pseudo depressed. Like we were all like probably fine, but we all had, were like depressed and struggling. The emo era. It, it, it kind of like romanticizes that again on TikTok. Like, well, you know, it definitely is like meant. She created the song when she wrote the song. She wrote it in a way that it could be interpreted by anyone in many different scenarios so like the bra- the the, re- the reason she chose the producer chose this song was like to display someone's depression like i don't know i don't watch the show but it was like for a character's depression like her her like road through depression i guess and so it's kind of just like you know it's relatable across various scenarios yeah. totally. which is very truly have- impressive yeah yeah sure <laughs> I truly think that she's a masterpiece. I think there are other songs that do it for me that also touch. Well, that. maybe you should apply to be the music supervisor. I just I don't, don't know. It seems like you don't. You're not I satisfied. Don't like the song. <laughs> I just personally don't like the song. I don't like the melody, and I don't like how she's all of a sudden French in one of the parts. I literally thought she was speaking French when I first heard that song. What part? The what part? She's like, get him to swap out places. Get him. Wow. You have to listen to it. Oh, but she says it all weird. Dude, I get chills. My body my body gets chills throughout my from my head to toe with this song. Well, it's so I crazy how like we have such different tastes in songs right now. Not right now, all the time. But that's how it is. Music is so subjective. Like But Bad Bunny, I've been listening to lately and like, damn, he's fire. He wow. is so fire. You're finally coming around. I mean, his songs are very, like, very, very vulgar. And, like, some of them he talks about, like, how many girlfriends he's had and, like, 
I mean, he talks about like vaginas all day. Yeah. What? If your if your boyfriend doesn't eat your butt, come here so I can eat it. That's what he says. <laughs> That's so. <laughs> and he says "gonyom" a lot. What's that? Like fuck. Oh. But it's also like the it's also pussy. Oh. Coño. Coño. I don't know because it's probably it's a Puerto bad Rican. word. Oh, it's a Spanish. I mean, Puerto Rican. Well, because like you know how there's they different use words it in that Mexico. We use. Huh? They, they use, use it in Mexico. Mexico? See, yeah, my know. uncle uses it. Oh. Coño. Oh. So, like, what's how do you use that in a sentence? Um. Coño. What? You're like coño. <laughs> I don't know how to use it in a sentence. Let's see. I love Bad Bunny. It means it could literally it literally means I can't say the, the c word. <gasps> I mean he's pretty raunchy, dude. Yeah, I know, but I I think that's the funny thing is that there's words that he says that like I don't know. Well, you're like repeating it around to the church in Mexico, and they're like, "What?" Coño, coño, coño. <laughs> you don't even know what it is. Oh, but that was there was gosh. one song. You know that there's a song on the new album, and it's like "Me gusta la chocha de Puerto Rico." Oh yeah. I was like I was like, "Is that does chocha mean what I think?" Because like for like my boyfriend, for instance, from his family's from Ecuador. And he doesn't know what chocha is. Like, that's not a word they use. It's not a slang word in Ecuador. Really? At least not where he's from or, like, from the region he's from. But everyone knows what that means. Well, he, I mean, he definitely guessed. <laughs> it's like, he, he, he guessed based on the song. But, like, yeah, it's just funny because I was like, oh, does chocha mean that in Puerto Rico, too? <laughs> like, maybe it doesn't because that's so weird that he's just like, me gusta la chocha de if every whoever doesn't know chocha is similar to coño, <laughs> similar to female organs. What do you call the? Do you call it the vagine? The vagine. The JJ. The I don't like the JJ. But JJ. <laughs> Can you hear what's in the background? No. Okay. Cool. Is it our grandma? Yeah. <laughs> She's just got on the phone now. It's like, dude, I literally have, I'm on a podcast. I'm on a world-renowned podcast. She doesn't understand. Like, She doesn't understand the... And she doesn't oh. get how many people are, like, waiting to listen to this. People are listening, like, sitting, like, waiting for this to be released, and she's on the phone. It's insane. She has literally no respect. Like, how dare It's kind of sad, honestly. Yeah, it's just pathetic. Are you drinking a straight-up monster? Yeah, dude. But wow. it's monster sugar-free. That's all that matters. So that's the big question for me is like, is, oh gosh, I'm already thinking of Nick, our dietitian, but I feel like, is monster good for you just because it's sugar-free? Because it has all those. No, chemicals. it's bad for you. I don't think anyone's ever said that monster or Red Bull are good for you. What about Diet Coke? No. Well, you I think some people have that You even tell me it's not. What are you talking about? We talked about this the last episode. It's not good for you. It's got chemicals in it. Oh, Dude, yeah, it's got right. cancer in it. I know. It's just that some people think that because it has low calorie. Amanda, we literally talked about this on the last episode and you were like, yeah, no, it's not good for you. I know. I was just, I was just reassessing. Amanda, you need to stop reassessing. You gotta trust your gut. I was just checking where we were. We're okay, in the anyways. same place. Anyways. Running up the hill. Running up that hill is my life right now because I'm running up a hill. You're trying to swap a place well with a man. To understand his perspective. No, I'm just I mean, kidding. But I am trying to run up that hill. I'm just trying to get to the top. To heaven? Mm-hmm. I'm ready to go. God. <laughs> no i've just been what's the what's been like the theme of your life lately let's maybe talk about that and then we can go into the theme of my life lately okay um maybe i feel like you have an answer for it already because i have to reflect on it. 
You haven't reflected. What the fuck are you doing all day? <laughs> I I don't I I haven't reflected on what the theme of my life has been the last few weeks. Last week, not a few weeks. I can reflect. It's been. Um, can you give me an example, because maybe I don't get what you mean, too. I guess the theme of my life the last like month has been change. Oh, I see. And like, um, lots content? of changes. Yeah. Just like changes in like my environment, changes in my living situation, changes in my day to day, just changes everywhere. Mm -hmm. That's been my theme and it's been a mess. Is it welcome change or? Uh, I don't really welcome change ever. I don't like change. I hate change. It's also funny. I was looking through, so I don't know. This is just a side note, which I'm kind of getting really interested in. So maybe it would be fun to do an episode about it. I've been recently like looking at my astro astrological chart. Yeah. You know how there's like a, we have a full chart. Yeah. Well, I've been trying to understand mine better today, mm -hmm. starting today. And there's so much to it. Like, I didn't know there was so much to it. And it's, it's very, it's very comprehensive. Yeah. I think it's pretty interesting. There's, have you seen that show, um, Indian matchmaking on Netflix? No. Um, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a matchmaker who matches Indian people together. Like what Indian, what kind of Indian? Um, from India. <laughs> Sorry, not, <laughs> I was thinking like Native American. Oh, I was like, what do you mean? Like from America? Or well, Indians believe in astrology, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's like it's ingrained very, in their religion. Well, that's what I was about to say. So Seema from Mumbai, she's the matchmaker and she has consultants basically. And one of her consultants is an astrologist, an astrologist. And then she talks to them about different pairs that she's thinking about people that she's thinking about pairing. And he tells he tells her whether he thinks they're compatible or not on the basis of their like a chart. Oh my God. How funny. I mean, yeah. you can she also has, like face readers, which I think is a common thing in India. Like they do face reading. So kind of like based on like your face, the proportions and I don't know, like the vibe it gives, they give, they have like a sense of the person and like, so Indians really don't think that astrology is like the devil. No. That's just Christians. Yeah. And I don't think all Christians think it's the devil. Well, I think that Catholicism is says astrology is the devil's work. Oh, really? Which is why I struggle with it. I mean, why? Because I'm interested in it, but it's like our religion says that it's not good because it's like, what? because they basically say that like God is the ultimate decider of your life. And if you're looking at astrology, that means that you're saying that the stars and like, have it they can dictate like the the direction of your life or can affect your life in some sense i think we're the deciders of our life i and do God, too it's not, you're not God supposed created to created everything including our free will and so he made the stars and so we can place whatever value we want in the stars and at the end of the day i think your life is whatever generally your life is just a compilation of the decisions that you make and the decisions that the people around you make that's all your life is and then after those decisions are made it's what you decide to do based on where those decisions have left you that's what that's what determines the way your life goes and that's it and i guess there could potentially be like stuff in your astrology or your nature or your genetics or your personality however we understand it that like changes the way you approach those forks in the road but at the end of the day that's all it is that's what i think you know yeah no i, I agree with you i agree with you i'm stubborn that doesn't mean that i can't not be stubborn yeah I just 100%. Have like a tendency or something so it's like just doesn't feel that useful to me because i think as long as you have a good sense of yourself whatever way whatever means you use to figure that out is like that's it and yeah i'm looking at two different articles and they both have completely opposite information which is like so annoying about the internet it's like you can't you can literally find anything you want on the internet or anything you want it's exactly. so effed up it says here believing in the zodiac signs is sinful according to the bible and then another one says astrology is entirely compatible with rigorous religious faith i don't i don't think that matters who cares 
I think that at the end of the day, like follow those rules, if they're arbitrary and they don't make a lot of sense to you and you, you're a good person and you have a good moral compass, like that's all that matters. And if you stick to your compass, whoever's up there waiting for us is going to be like, good job. That's assuming that they're actually a good, per, good, good thing. Cause what if they're not? And like, actually you're doing the right thing. And then you're trying to abide by these rules that are dumb because whatever's waiting for us up there is actually bad. You just never know. We literally don't know. But I think all you can do, the only certainty is that, like, you know what's good, the difference between good and bad, and you just have to try to be good. Yeah, I can agree. Like, that's the point of religion is to try to keep us, like, as, you know, moral and stuff. And I think back then when there was, like, anarchy and people were insane, it was more important. But, like, nowadays, like, I don't know. I think we get it. Well, okay, I love that. I love that view because now I can just completely believe in it. But anyways. Yeah. It's really comprehensive and like I want to do your chart too once I like understand my chart. But there's basically like we have like um, different planets and different houses, which I don't really know what the houses are, but they essentially like mean different things depending what planets you have in which which house. Like for example, which is like kind of like interesting. I have Neptune in my seventh house, which seventh house is like your the house of like commitments and like um like kind of relationships mm -hmm. and they say that neptune rules so neptune rules pisces and neptune is like um kind of like a like a mystic kind of like a very spiritual almost like fantasy focused and mm -hmm. so they say that when it's in your seventh house you struggle to see or you you tend to see relationships from a spiritual sense so you like when you meet people you look at them in a spiritual sense versus like reality so you tend to see them not with kind of with like rose colored glasses or you kind of see like the best in them like you want to see them from a spiritual sense maybe not necessarily where they currently are in reality mm -hmm. which i thought was kind of like interesting like mm -hmm. i guess i kind of do do that you think so i think so i think sometimes you do that but i it's think you're a realist and i think that you know how i'm a realist things. yeah i think you are wow I think sometimes, like, once you know people enough, you know people. And I think that you, you do find that reality is that for any person, it's hard to accept those truths sometimes. Like, for all people, I think that's such a human experience to be like, mm, I definitely see this. There's a red flag here or there's something that I, I'm aware of. But like you said, the rose-colored glasses, because in a lot of ways, relationships are complicated and we love people even when they're complicated and we kind of just don't want to see those those components but it's not that you don't see them it's that you kind of like you know try to put it in the back of your head or you know got it for it that makes sense but i feel like you're pretty you have a pretty good sense of people it's not like you're like what that they're was like actually this? in my chart too that i have a good sense of people i can read people pretty easily pretty well yeah, but like, do you need a chart to tell you that? Sorry. No, I don't. But it's just like you really know that already. I'm not, and I'm not trying to like discredit this. And I think that it's interesting and stuff. I don't know that I know ever, but like, I think you, you know, I know that. that I have a good. I'm a good judge of character. I mean, I, I don't feel like I'm always a good judge of character. I feel like I sometimes like. So then maybe you aren't. So maybe the chart's wrong. <laughs> well, maybe I'm just too in my Neptune in seventh house. <laughs> i feel like i feel like you, you have a good sense of yourself and so there if there are deficiencies or things that you notice that like you want to change or like work on or grow in or whatever like i think you can identify those things and even if a chart says otherwise i just i feel like that like all that stuff puts you puts people in a box it tells you well i think it just helps you well, the way that I see it is it kind of just like shows you kind of like a snapshot of like your tendencies. So then you can kind of be like, okay, I know that I tend to do this. And then it's like, don't do that. But yeah, um, it's like obviously all you know, like stuff that you know. Exactly. And like about yourself, but it just confirms it. But don't you feel like sometimes it's like very spot on? Sometimes it is. So let me tell you about this interesting thing I saw. It was like a random YouTube video I saw a long time ago. And they were basically, it's obviously not a rigorous study, okay, or anything like that. But they took a group of people who have different signs or, you know, have different birthdays and stuff. I don't think they went as deep as houses. And they gave, it was like maybe nine people. And they gave each of those people an envelope and told them, you know, to step into a private place and to read 
their chart yeah. thing and to, to read what it reveals about them and all of that stuff. And like, they all kind of like reacted, you know, w- in front of the camera. And like, I remember some of them kind of crying because it, it felt like it revealed so many truths that they were actually like moved by what they read in their chart. Um, they're like, this is exactly me. This is so spot on. Like, this is crazy and blah, 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 like this, blah, blah, blah. So people were like really overwhelmed. Then they all came together and then they started discussing their charts together and like what they found was interesting. And one of the participants like read a line from her chart and one of the other participants was like, wait, that's in my chart. And then they were eventually told that they had the same exact chart, all nine of them. But all nine of them made it very found it found like they all took what they needed from like where they were. Yeah, and it I I see that a hundred percent because the the human experience. Not to say that we're not unique, we're all unique, but it's so it's beautiful in the sense that it's so shared. Like we go through so yeah. many of the same things. Yeah, it's not even to say that these things are invalid, but maybe they're just like very generalizable and not that specific because there's so much commonality between the human experience and everyone's going to take what they take based off like where their current that where they currently are within themselves which is kind of like that song which is kind of like the song you can give that right yeah it's like all up to like it's like up to like the interpretation of the listener but it's like you give you give 10 people the same lyrics and they're all going to take a different message from it because they're all coming yeah no i see that so how, you know, how spot on is this versus how much is this just speaking to you right now and what you need? Oh, but I don't even know why I'm interested in it. I think I know why. Do you, are you ever interested in it? I'm not. I think I'm definitely more of a skeptic in general about stuff. Well, like that, do you want to know something so. else that I was in my chart? So your midheaven is like your career and my midheavens in Pisces. And they say that a career for a Pisces could be like an astrologer or something of a spiritual sense. So like a healer or something like energetic. Yeah. But that's not your career. Well, yeah, I mean, but come on. That's going to be my next career. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, I support whatever you want for your career, but I'm just saying like, if the idea is that this is supposed to be spot on you, it's really not spot on you at this moment. Well, I mean, it's like my path, my journey. Okay, fair. But anyways, back to the back to the themes because that was just a sidetrack, and we're gonna look into the we're gonna look into Amanda's chart. Once I understand this better, we're gonna look into Amanda's chart, and we're really gonna get her to be a become a believer. We're gonna break me down, break her down. We're gonna tell her what's up. We're gonna show her the truth about her, all this, all the truth she's been running from, and we're gonna go into it, baby. Hiding. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have like- a question. Yeah. What? No, you go. I was going to say, why do you think change is so hard? If change is the only like constant in the universe, why is it so hard? Or it's only hard change if you make the it only hard. Thing that we know. The only thing that is. That well, I nothing stays, stays the like- same. Nothing ever stays exactly. the same. It's not, it's, it's never going to be easy to shift from things that you're used to. Why? But why? Why is it so hard? Because it's an adjustment. You don't know what's to come. Like, that's what we hate. We like to know what to anticipate. And when you don't know what's to come from, like, it's like, we'd rather stay in this place that's stable, that is guaranteed that we understand that we can navigate over jumping into something new that is unpredictable and that you have no idea what to expect from it you know like when somebody has a certain I don't know job or something but they have a dream and something they want to pursue even if they have they can get through all the barriers of like I can afford school I can have childcare if I have kids or all that other stuff there's still that mental block of like wait but I know what I'm doing here I have my place I know where to the simplest things like I know where the building is I know the people that work there I know how the system works I know where to put my lunch and then you completely turn that upside down. And that is very uncomfortable for people, for any human. Like, I think that's a really common experience. That's so uncomfortable to have to be like, okay, never mind. Now I don't really know what to expect. I don't know what's coming. I don't know how this is going to be. I don't know how my life is going to be. I don't know how I'm going to experience this. Like, why would you ever like willingly go into that? Usually we don't. But change is like 
you know, one of the best challenges that we can face because usually it it's, it's in a lot of ways it can end up being positive and then you overcome the challenge of going through the change. And then you're going to go through another change and then another change and another change, you know? Well, it definitely makes you, I feel, I feel like going through it in like a graceful way makes you stronger. Like it makes you more resilient. I mean, I don't think you have to be resilient or strong or whatever. I think that's BS, but yeah, I think like it, if you can. Have you heard of met? Okay. I'm going to butcher this word. Metat, metatosphobia. No. Is it the fear of change? Hold on. Metathesiophobia. Metathesiophobia. Did you hear me? Did you hear that video? Yeah. Metathesiophobia. <laughs> that's the that's a phobia of change, like a fear, like a chronic yeah. fear of change. I think yeah. I have that. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I don't think you do. I was. Gonna, I don't I have that, do. but I have been really struggling with change lately. I just like but don't. I'm sorry to interrupt you. It's just like so normal. If I know it's so normal, but I just any person going through the specific change that you're talking about that maybe we'll talk about someday more broadly, any person going through that specific change you're going through is going through what you're going through is the least welcome type of change. I know the worst type of change. I know. It's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable, but I just don't understand why it's so uncomfortable. It's like frustrating me that it's like, it's, it's a fear of the you, unknown. It's like, you don't know what's going to happen next, but it's like, exactly. why does that have to be so scary? Why can't it be more like a curious, Cause you have, like, cause you have pressure on yourself. You have a certain pressure on yourself for what you think your life should be like. And right now the trajectory that you've taken it on with these changes has totally thrown off that expectation that you have in your mind or that those rules that you're putting in your head that you have to follow. So it's like you're doing something for the better, but at the same time you're losing the stability that could have guaranteed you filled those like more generic expectations that we have of ourselves as people without really understanding that like, you know, following those steps, you know, like getting a car, getting a house, like doing all these things, like sure they're milestones and they're ways that you like they're, they're little things to aspire to but you know the real change comes from like the person that you are and those things are like accessories all of that is you know everything so i think that but i think we have like societal pressure to feel like we have to be going in certain steps you know by a certain age we have to be at a certain place in our life and if well not, even like buying a house that change was threw me off my feet i was like i was on i was out cold for like a month well, owning a house is really hard like, that's the scariest thing. Like, when I moved to Connecticut, like, I thought about it for a second. I was like, I can't deal with that. I just need the comfort of, like, paying more money, literally losing money, so I know I can call a landlord when something happens and someone can maintain it for me and do the updates that need to be done. Like, I just couldn't deal with the responsibility, you know? I can't do this. It's too much. Like, the responsibility. <laughs> Have you seen that? The America's Like Top Model. <laughs> when she quits I pressure i can't do pressure she storms off that meme that was such a good one that's me every day at work yeah literally so i feel like it's so like look remember me i was like oh my god i'm gonna start working like, yeah well like you're like where am my lunch it's like wait what for like two months i was just like grieving that i was doing something that i'd literally been preparing my whole life to do Cause it's really I know, but hard. it just like it frustrates me that it's like it doesn't have to be so difficult. And why do you make it so difficult? Like, for example, like, yeah, we all go through hard changes, but they shouldn't be so hard. Like, why? Like, we know what it is. We know that we're scared of the unknown. You to decide. But why is it still so freaking hard and so scary and like so like emotional? I mean, because it is. I don't know. It's hard. It's, and that's not a bad thing. And why does it have to be so bad? We don't have to be happy and bubbly and positive 24-7. Like, life is not, that's not the point of life. Life is meant for us. We're meant to, we have all these, all of these emotions exist so that we can experience them, right? Like, have you heard that saying, like, you can't understand true joy without understanding, like, true suffering and pain, right? Because if you don't actually know what the opposite of yeah, happiness of course. is, how do you actually know what happiness even is? Right. Of course. It's like you were, you know what it feels like to be to be sad. So, you know what goodness is. And like, it's the same thing. So change is just like it brings that time in your life that things are hard, but it's just it comes with the territory. And then you adjust, you grow. Like you said, you become more resilient. It's a challenge. 
And you're probably better off on the other side. And were you happy the whole time? Maybe not, maybe. But it doesn't necessarily mean that your life was poorly spent or that things were done wrong. It's just, you're just accepting those emotions and feeling them. It's not bad to feel not always good. I think it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, I think it's a pressure that we feel that like everyone around us looks really happy all the time. And so we are supposed to be happy and just like thriving through all this, you know, people are moving and people are doing these things and they seem so happy, but like, they aren't like, and it's not a bad thing. It's just that that's just the normal, that's the normal way that things go. There's always like a bittersweetness to even the best change, you know, somebody moving out of their family home or like getting married or having kids. Like, sure, it's exciting to have your kid, but it's like, well, I'm losing a big part of my life. And that's something that you have to grieve. It's not just like perfectly happy. God, so it's like one thing we know is we're always going to feel uncomfortable with change. I want to get to a place where I feel so comfortable with change. Like, I love change. I mean, I think that's a good, I don't know if that's, that's a good goal. Maybe just more, <laughs> more, maybe just more just being comfortable with yourself and comfortable with all the emotions that you feel. So being comfortable with yourself, like you would be comfortable with change. Maybe you're not comfortable with the change itself, but at least you're comfortable living in those emotions, those feelings. And that's not something that I say, I would say I'm at, but I'm just saying maybe that's a more attainable goal is like, okay, you know what? That's how I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling so do you think that having trouble with change is linked to like self-worth or like self-value why because like you said like if you're more settled in yourself you're like okay i know change is hard but i know i'm gonna get through it versus being like oh "Oh my god change is happening like oh oh my god am i gonna be okay like what's next i'm so scared like i don't know i don't know but I wouldn't say one's worse than the other. I think they're just different phases of life. I think one's worse than the other. I think you're too hard on yourself. Well, I think it's better to just be like, oh, change is cool. Yeah, I mean, sure. <laughs> I just feel like I have different. I, I just think that there are different things to aspire to. I accept that I'm an anxious person. I can cope with my feelings. And to me, that's enough. And I think that should be good enough for you, too, to be honest, because I think it's so hard, like, I feel like you're aspiring to a certain level of like, just like, like you're saying, like so calm, cool, collected, unfazed. Oh yeah, change. Come on over, baby. Like, where's the change? Yeah, you know what I mean? It's just like, okay, sure. Like, whatever. Maybe it's (laughs) but to me, it's more just like, all right, I can deal with these feelings though. Like I know myself, I know how to cope. I have coping mechanisms. You know, I'm not going to let this like deter me. I'm still going to go through the change. And I think that's all that matters. Whether you welcome the change like a freaking little spirit, I don't know. Like I don't. But as long as you can, as long as you're like, you have the mechanisms to deal with it. I think that's all that matters. Because I think the rest of it's like a slippery slope. Like this goes back to the whole growth mindset thing and being so hard on ourselves. Like I haven't grown. I haven't journaled. I haven't done this. I haven't done that. I haven't. I haven't meditated. I haven't done my yoga. Haven't done this. I'm not doing all these things to grow. And it's like Jesus, chill. You know, like. <laughs> Just, just like take it one step at a time and like it's okay like we just have to give ourselves more grace I feel like we're so hard on each other like on ourselves but that I think that that point that I just brought up is kind of valid it's like I feel like your change or like the way that you handle change is kind of tied to your self-worth I think that the way that you handle the way that you deal with your emotions is tied to yourself maybe i wouldn't say the way that you deal with change like what if the change is like a devastating loss like i don't care what you say like you could be adjusted to the millionth percent you're not going to deal with that loss well and that's okay but what would maybe be better not like it's worse if you can't do this but would be better is if you could say okay i'm grieving or i'm feeling depressed and i know how to deal with this i know how to just you know what's your biggest like how do you deal with change like I told you, I just try to acknowledge my my emotions, accept them, try to do the things that I know to do because my emotions can sometimes be debilitating. So I think it's important for me to tackle mine. So take those steps that I have in my head to deal with the emotions that I'm feeling when I'm feeling them and then just let myself feel them. Just go through it. And then also, as you grow older, I think that you start to accept, you start to understand 
you right, you go through phases of change and you realize like every time it's happened, you've made it out. Like it felt like you were not going to make it through mm-hmm. that, that challenge. And you have like every time, time and time again. And so I think you realize like, oh, this is another challenge. This is something, a new, a new change for me. But I know the same way I have in the past, I'm going to make it through to the other side. Yeah. It's like telling yourself, like, you've been here before, like you've done, you've lived through this and you've done it before. You know exactly how this goes. Yeah. You have the wisdom over time to know that. And I think that before you have that, there's usually people that kind of remind you that of that, you know, growing up. So I feel like you start to learn that. Like, I feel like for me, the biggest thing was like, after my dad died, I remember thinking, I'll never make it through this. I'm never going to be the same. My life will never be good. This is all going to be horrible everything sucks right and then like uh, I miss my dad every day but like I definitely find a lot of joy in my life and I've moved on and I know how to live you know and since then subsequent challenges have arisen in my life and I feel like every single one I've been able to take with more stride it doesn't mean that I wasn't sad or that I wasn't going through it or that it wasn't hard but that I was I, I knew that I'm gonna make it through this I knew that like I'd faced challenges in the past and they made it through and that's just what happens and it with time it's not like I like you know, was strong as I'm going to get through it. It's just like time forced me to realize that. And I think that's what happens to all of us is like over the years as we're hit with more, we're we're dealt with just what life deals us. We kind of learn that. Time heals everything. Time does heal everything. And I think all that matters is you let time do its thing. And in the interim, just do the best that you can to like take care of yourself and give yourself the love that you need and enjoy the life that you feel willing to enjoy and like do what you can to, you know, to take advantage of what, whatever, whatever each day that you're given, but otherwise like whatever. Yeah. I think what you said is like, take care of yourself. So I think like what I think is important is like, at least for me is like creating like a healthy routine or like getting into some sort of like new routine. That's like mm-hmm. kind of like help me like get through it. Cause I feel like if not, I just, I'm like, mm-hmm. there's just too much. Totally. I think that's a huge thing. That's like a huge set, creating thing. a new routine. Yeah. Yeah. And getting adjusted. Okay. This is my new life and this is healthy. And and I think that can help make you excited. Right. It's like, okay, I'm going into this new phase and this is the way I'm going to go. Like there's going to be positives from that. I have this new routine. Maybe it's one where I sleep in more, or maybe it's one where I get up earlier and maybe it's one where I do a cool, you know, class or I'm cooking more. I'm walking with my cat. Whatever. <laughs> I got my cat on a leash. Um, well, I also think too, the last thing I'll say is like, I'm trying to just like, I know you said it's like too much to make yourself do this, but like, I'm trying to train myself to like see change as a positive thing and like be curious about it, not scared about it. Yeah. But I think that, I think that when, when you, when it needs to be, you're curious enough. And I mean, who am I to say, but like just knowing you, and I think somebody that has like the best, the best intentions for you, I could say that like, I, I think that's a good goal for some people, but maybe that's not really necessarily a goal for you because you are someone that welcomes change. Like you've been comfortable pursuing that like new job, that job that's going to be really hard or the adjustment's going to be hard. Like those are welcome challenges that you accept. But I think that this is a different scenario where it's just, like, Oh, you're saying this is just hard for anyone. Yeah. It's just like, duh, like going through this, <laughs> you're going through, like nobody's going to be like, I'm curious about this. Ooh. I'm so curious. Like, yeah, wow. Gonna, it's totally turned my life up upside down. I'm a little curious. You know? <laughs> but you are curious and, like, open enough that you've pursued a lot of different things and travel to a lot of different places and like engaged in different experiences because you're open and like you're curious like I think you're open to change I think this is just not a change that anybody would be like oh I wonder what's going on back there he 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 (laughs) exactly the curious cat is wondering what to do yeah so you know I don't even I just like maybe that's a good goal for some people but just like no (laughs) that's a goal you need this is my personal opinion (laughs) all right I guess that's kind of true you could set other goals that's for sure but (laughs) I think you're doing good in this front okay well thanks for coming to our TED talk about change (laughs) you should find can you do have a good change quote yeah of course dude dude hit us with it (laughs) Hold on, I literally have to pull it up from my notes. Wait, I have don't... a good one. Wait, what is it? 
it says i have uh, oh no i hate that (gasps) wait i have one okay fine go go you go go your life does not get better by chance it gets better by change wow what i'm literally gonna i'm inspired even a change for the better is always accompanied by discomforts arnold bennett said that okay (laughs) i love arnold bennett (laughs) okay wait i found this one it says curiosity will conquer fear even more than bravery will curiosity is the lust of the mind as long as you're interested in people and things that curiosity propels you forward curiosity is one of the most permanent and certain characteristics of a vigorous intellect but why are we talking i thought we're talking about change (laughs) well we have to meet change with curiosity (laughs) we're back to where we started we're back to square one oh wow well how how many hours this goes by when i'm on with with you was that an hour i think so roughly yikes we gotta get off we gtg ladies we've got some really fun episodes coming up you guys so just keep your pants on (laughs) don't take them off guys don't take them off yet because you're gonna want to wait till this episode drops to really get get the mood going Yes, for sure. And Holly <laughs> and I will be meeting together in San Diego to do an in-person session live. So we San got a lot Diego. Of- we have a special guest. We have a special we have guest. We have special guest. We have special guests. We just have a lot of stuff lined up, guys. So stay tuned. Yeah. We have our first sponsor coming in. Yeah, our sponsor is going to be <laughs> Change. well guys follow our tiktok because we're on tiktok now what's our tiktok (laughs) that's nothing uh at add confessionals on tiktok baby that's all you need to know that's all you need everybody you heard it here first (laughs) look at our empty page (laughs) all right we'll see you guys next week Bye. Peace. Bye-bye.